Hey besties, I'm Rolly Polly Riley and this is Rolling With It. Welcome to Rolling With It. I'm your host Riley, a 23-year-old girly learning to roll with life's ups and downs. I am excited and nervous about this first episode. Full transparency, this is the f- second time that I am trying out this first episode I am kind of struggling to tell this story in a manner that feels engaging and to just sort of dive into why I'm starting this and how this idea came to be is because I was posting on TikTok and like in the vein of what I just said, TikToks are 60 seconds, at most three minutes. Or I don't know if you saw, but now TikToks can be like 10 minutes long. Anyway, I was posting on TikTok about what I was going through, which I'll explain in a second. And that short form content is a lot easier to just kind of shit post on social media. But I, through posting on TikTok, I saw a need or I saw a community that was hurting and that needed to feel validated in their experiences and I'm not necessarily the person to validate all of those experiences but I did go through something very traumatic and in posting about it on TikTok I saw that a lot of people related which is shitty and fucking sucks that so many people have gone through this um And this is being that last year I was in a relationship that turned um, physically, mentally, financially, emotionally abusive. Um, And when I started posting about it on TikTok, I, again, saw that a lot of people had gone through that, whether it was the physical aspect or the financial aspect or the manipulation aspect. It hurt my you know empathetic soul to see that so many other people were also hurting and I knew immediately that I wanted to create a podcast for those individuals that are five you know five days out five weeks out five months five years because this pain stays with people and that is something that I'm learning as I'm going through my current healing journey is that while those moments don't define me that trauma, that experience, that certain lens will be with me for the rest of my life for better or for worse. And on that same note, I want to turn it into a for better situation. I want to create this podcast. I don't know if you've seen that TikTok where it's like, if I don't turn this damage into good damage, then it's just damage. And I felt that so hard if I don't turn all of these thoughts and experiences into something that can help other people, then I'm just sitting with damage. (laughs) And that's shitty to say. And that's also not to say that if you've gone through something traumatic that you need to delve into all of the small details for social media or for an audience. But this is what I'm choosing to do. And this is what I'm doing. So Thank you again for being here. Um, This, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is a difficult episode for me to record. 
I feel like after this, I'm going to be able to go into, you know, more things that I've found peace in. So my healing journey, my nighttime routines, and then talking about some of the things that led me into getting into such a horrible and life-changing relationship. And so for better or for worse, I am excited about this podcast and I'm excited to talk to you today and next week and next month about that healing journey and some of the road bumps along the way. Okay, five minutes into the podcast and I'm starting to tell my story. I needed to say all of that though. That is very important. That background is very important for you, I feel like, and also for me. When I first recorded this episode, I felt like I was just word vomiting and trauma dumping and not making any sense, but hopefully that little bit of background on why I feel so inclined to have you listen today um, allows me to now tell my story with a little bit more of grace for myself. So I graduated college in May of 2021. I was dating somebody throughout the entire, my entire college experience. Um, and it was a really, it was a good relationship in some aspects. I was definitely very crazy. I had a pretty intense <laughs> drinking problem, like, which isn't funny, but in the past couple months, I've reflected so much on that relationship and also who I was before I went through this recent traumatic experience. And I was crazy town. I was a hot fucking mess. I would black out all the time. I vomited in Ubers. I had to be taken out of clubs. I was like, it's it's embarrassing to look back on, but it's also a big part of what led me into a certain toxic lifestyles. Um, but my college boyfriend was like the sweetest person ever. He barely drank. He let me be my crazy self. And I appreciate him still so much but when I after I graduated college I moved back home for a little bit and then I moved out to Philadelphia where all of my friends were where my boyfriend was um and then as soon as I got there I broke up with my boyfriend because I saw all of my friends having such a fun time hooking up with random people I was like oh my gosh this looks so fun I want to be a slut, basically. <laughs> Honestly, that is like, that was my mindset. So after I broke up with my boyfriend of like four fucking years, like I, I don't even know. I'll talk about that at some point. I was very much so in like a fuck it, it girl era. I downloaded Hinge. I downloaded Bumble. I thought I was the hottest shit on earth. Um, and I was very boy crazy and I was basing a lot of my worth on little interactions with strange men online. Like all these first dates just boosted my ego even more, even though I was just making such horrible decisions. And also like, I remember being nervous about these first dates because I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know who I am or what I'm bringing to this table, which should have been a sign to like pull back, 
be single, spend time with yourself, stop sleeping with different people every other day, literally, like just chill out. But I didn't, obviously, I did not chill out. I kept going, I was partying all the time, I was drinking, I was doing drugs, I was like, I was a freaking mess. And a few months into 2022, I started dating this guy who my friend knew from a bar in the neighborhood, which again, red flag. Like, we see him at the bar every time we go there, red flag. Why is he always there? But again, I was in such a unhealthy place that I wasn't looking at those red flags. I was a, I was a walking red flag, honestly. And if anything, I was like, fuck yeah, he's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. He's going to be a nice accessory to this crazy lifestyle that I'm living right now. And looking back, it's just, I was never single. I never took time for myself at all after I broke up with my boyfriend from college. And it just, if you don't take time for yourself, if you don't learn yourself, if you don't love yourself and know who you are, then you are so, you're going to be so easily manipulated into whoever that other person is. So whatever their personality was, that was my new personality because I was so lacking of a foundation of who I was, who I wanted to bring to the table and who I wanted to invite to the table, you know? I was just table hopping for lack of a better word. And so again, I was not picking up on a lot of red flags. Besides going to work, I was spending 24-7 with him. I barely hung out with my friends. I was sleeping at his apartment every night until that uh, that lease ended and then a situation of his fell through so he ended up moving in with me and my roommates and so he was just there all the time I never got away from him and reflecting on it like I wasn't able to do any of the things for myself that I would normally do I wasn't running I wasn't going to Target. I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I wasn't hanging out with my roommates. It was him all the time and whatever he wanted to do. And because of that, I think he picked up at a certain point that he could manipulate me into being or doing whatever he wanted. And I think a couple months in, he got so used to being able to manipulate me that anytime I pushed back or didn't want to do something or was upset or was sad or anything, that's sort of when the abuse, the physical abuse started. And after the abuse started, things went very downhill. Um, Not just because it was, I was being abused, I maxed out all of my credit cards on him, paying for food at a certain point he wasn't allowed back in my apartment because it was physically abusive. Um, And so I would spend so much money on hotels or Ubers out to um, his parents' house like an hour and a half away. And after those credit card bills started to amass, I was scared 
to be without him because then I would be left with all of this debt. And little did I know, just because I maxed out one credit card didn't mean that it couldn't get so much worse. So after he stopped being able to come around to my apartment, after all of his living situations fell through, I had to find an apartment for him, for us. Um, I had to stabilize him and support him. And I was working day and night to find an apartment for him. I was so stressed. I was so scared. I also, because of the physical abuse and because of a lot of the threats he made, I was terrified of us breaking up for whatever reason because he knew where I lived and I was terrified of that fact. And so instead of saying, fuck you, figure it out, I have, I have money, I don't need you, I have a place to live, I don't need to do this, I kept going with it and I kept taking care of him because I was terrified. And I say that because I don't want people to come at me and be like, why didn't you leave? Why didn't blah, blah, blah. Because until you're in this situation, you have no idea how isolating, how manipulative, how everything it could be. And also, he was feeding a lot of narratives in my head of, you don't have any friends, no one likes you, no one cares about you, nothing you say matters, you are stupid. He was drilling so many of these points into my head that I was... I was a shell of who I was before and I of course started to believe those things because he was really the only person I was talking to besides people at work. There was also a certain point or a certain situation that happened where the severity of what was going on was exposed to my friends. So there was a concert that we had bought tickets to months prior and I was so nervous about the concert. He kept trying to convince me not to go and I'm like, no, I I don't want to waste the money. I want to go and I wanted to see my friends. Like before I met him, I was hanging out with my friends multiple times a week, all the time. And I was so happy, happier than I had ever been. Even if I was living a toxic lifestyle, I was at the end of the day happy. And when that concert happened, I broke down. I went to the bathroom with one of my friends and I started crying and I told them that I was in so much debt that I was scared that the relationship was horrible and that was before I ever lived with him so that night I was texting him you know fuck you I don't like you I don't like the way you treat me I don't want this and he used a lot of manipulation tactics and drew me out of my friend's apartment and took me away and after that night he wouldn't let me see my friends. Um, he knew that they knew what was going on and knew the background. And so after that point in like July, I was even more so secluded with my friends. So before it was somewhat an option, it just never happened. But this time he wouldn't let me. And so going back to the apartment, I finally found an apartment for us, which was so expensive. Like my rent 
rose three times because he wasn't paying for anything. He wasn't helping for anything. When I finally moved, I had to move all of my things from the U-Haul while he just like sat in the apartment. And then when I returned to the U-Haul, I took the bus back instead of him like following to drive me back. Like just so many, there were so many things where I was like, fuck, this is my new life and this sucks. I am trapped. So we moved in together in October and before that we were seeing each other from like I think May to October. We were just seeing each other every weekend and in those weekends that was like the only time that he could physically abuse me. Um, During the week he would still call me screaming or text me horrible things and when we moved in together the abuse just got so much worse. Like every single day The weekends were the worst because I would be with him for 48 hours at a time straight with no escape and I only lived with him for about six weeks and in those six weeks I lost so much weight. I stopped getting my period. He was able to manipulate my finances even more so I went from having, I went from being able to afford food and groceries to having absolutely no money within two days of getting paid and I only got paid once a month so it would be 28 out of the 30 days of the month where I was dirt poor broke had no money and every weekend he would manipulate me or force me into downloading cash advance apps looking into freaking personal loans applying to any credit card out there even though my score was shit I was in eleven thousand dollars of debt already and if I didn't do any of those things he would physically abuse me and he would force me out of the apartment it didn't matter what weather he never made he never let me make a copy of the key so he was the only one with a key and I also had no money for the bus so luckily one of my co-workers gave me her old bike and so I was biking six miles a day to and from work or you know three miles there three miles back on a completely empty stomach I was so malnourished I mean I wasn't getting my period I had there was no food And at a certain point, my family started sending me grocery cards. And one thing I will say is in this story, I want to acknowledge coming up how privileged I am and how thankful I am to have the family that I do. They love and support me so much. Um, So I moved in with him around October, but in September, I was talking to my mom and saying, oh, next time you're in Philly for work, like, I want to see you. Like, I need to see you. And she took that opportunity and booked a hotel room for us in Lancaster. And that was very nerve-wracking for me. I was scared to tell my boyfriend at the time that I was going to see my family or any of that. I was so scared to be with my family because they would be able to see how much weight I had lost, how little I was able to eat because I was so anxious all the time. And I just, I knew that they were going to ask me questions that I wasn't able to answer. Um, And they did. 
and it turned out to be kind of an intervention for me. My brother and sister-in-law like surprised me and met me there, met us there as well and approached me that night and said they were scared for me. They could tell that something was going on behind the scenes that I wasn't being honest about and I wasn't ready to let them in or to admit because I knew that I was scared. I knew that he knew where I lived. I knew that we were about to move into together in a couple weeks. I was just terrified of everything. And so after that trip, they started sending me grocery cards, um, ordering me protein shakes, like just anything to help me get nutrients. So that trip was really just a confirmation for them that something was happening and I was not safe and I was not okay. As I was saying, we moved in together in October and around Thanksgiving time, I was at the worst point in my life ever. I was, I was just not okay in so many ways. Um, and one day I broke down at my job and just started sobbing. And I admitted to one of my friends and my coworker that there were some things that were going on behind the scenes um, and that I was not safe to go back to my apartment. I was at the point where I didn't know how much longer I would be living because of him, especially with the holidays coming up, um, domestic homicide rises exponentially and I was terrified that I any day was going to be my last day and so after coming clean and admitting that to her thank God for her because she kind of gave me an ultimatum and said if you don't call your mom by two o'clock and tell her what's going on and tell her that you need help then I'm calling her for you because you cannot go back there and so I called my mom and being me, I am not one to ask for help. I don't like taking up a lot of space. I don't like admitting when I need help or when things are bad. And so I texted my mom and was like, hey, can you call me when you get a chance? Like no urgency, nothing at all. And she called me like, you know, less than an hour later and I told her that I that I needed to come home, that I needed help, that I couldn't go back to my apartment. And after that trip in September, they were honestly just waiting for that phone call to come. And they were so happy that that phone call came instead of being called by the police. Or at one point I had called them from a hospital and my brother had to come pick me up from New Jersey. So they were just so thankful that I was calling for help instead of me not being around anymore. And that is just this really sad truth of the situation. And again, I am so privileged and thankful to have the family that I do because my mom was on the road within 30 minutes and I never had to fight that battle alone again. And that was one of the hardest decisions and times of my life. I had to be very strong in asking for help and after that, I, you know, I left everything of mine in Philly and just went home with my backpack that I had brought to work that day. 
Luckily, we were able to get my ex's family involved, um, and my brother was able to go and get all of my belongings from my apartment into a U-Haul and bring them back home for me, um, which was, it was, uh, it was the worst week of my life. I mean, it wasn't because at least I was out and at least I never had to experience that physical abuse and turmoil again, but it was still just so nerve-wracking because I was so terrified of what was going to happen. And that's my story. As I mentioned at the beginning, I started posting on TikTok after I moved home where so many people were commenting saying that they had went through something similar, amassed even more debt, also had to move back home. And I also saw people saying they were in a situation like that presently or were watching their friends start to withdraw from their group and not knowing what to do or how to approach the situation. So that is why I'm here today. That is why I'm making this podcast because I never want anyone to feel alone in this struggle And again, I'm so thankful for my family. After I moved back home, I was able to reach out to, you know, all of the friends I had been ghosting. I reached out to my old roommates and apologized and just told everybody, I'm so sorry. And also, I'm safe now. And everybody was just very thankful to hear that I had gotten out. And I really hope by sharing my story, talking through some of the toxic mindsets and patterns that led me into that relationship and also where I am now after such a traumatic experience that I can help someone, at least one person look around and say, oh shit, what I'm experiencing is not normal, or find power in my healing journey. All right, that was definitely a hard episode, Um, but I did it. I'm proud of myself. I feel a lot better about this take than I did about the you know the first time I recorded this and yeah thank you so much for listening um if you are going through something similar to what I described there will be resources in the description below please follow me on tiktok follow me on instagram reach out to me if you want to talk Um, You can also go to my website on the Let's Chat tab and enter anything that you want to talk about. Um, I'm here for you. We are besties now and I am really excited for this journey and to see where this all goes. Please leave a review um, if you enjoyed this episode and if you're looking forward to what's to come. Next week, episode two is going to be about my healing journey, some of the habits and mechanisms that I've formed to help me through this hard time. And it's not going to be like annoying. (laughs) I know sometimes we see people's perfect, you know, crisp night routines and you're like, wow, like my shit doesn't look anything like that. It's going to be honest. It's going to be, you know, how... I went from day one out of that situation to where I am now being able to record a 30-minute episode talking about my story without having a bunch of flashbacks and a bunch of crying episodes. So 
I love you and I'm excited for everything that's to come. Again, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow this podcast. I'm super excited and I will talk to you next week. Thank you, bestie.